Naturalized. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Bean United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. Welcome to our World Cup 2022 preview. This is the preview for Group B. Uh, if this is the only one you listen to because you're like, hey, the United States is in Group B, I should learn about that one. Great. I would recommend we are doing previews for all eight of the groups. So maybe if you enjoy the patter on this one, maybe go check out another one. I can't tell you which ones are going to be good because we haven't done them all yet. <laughs> but this one is going to suck. It's going to suck. No. Anyway, uh, all the groups previewed there. Don't forget as well. We will also have for you a full U.S. national mm-hmm. team preview podcast coming up a little bit later on as we get to the run-up of the World Cup. So if you're like, well, wait a second, you're just going to talk about the USA for like a few minutes and that's it? No. No, we're going to have a whole show about just the U.S. once the rosters are fully finalized. And that is another disclaimer on these podcasts. Not all the rosters are finalized. Some of the stuff we're talking about now may end up being a little out of whack by the time we get there. But generally, most of the stuff we're telling you is... uh as accurate as it can be. Let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, all right. So you look at this group. Group B. If you're starting out, if you're a fringe soccer fan, you want to learn about the U.S.'s opponent. Or if you're an England fan or a Wales fan or an Iranian fan and you're looking at who their opponents are going to be, we'll get you covered on this. The four teams in that. Like I said, England, USA, Wales, Iran. All right. There you go. Those are your four teams in this group B. England coming in fifth in the world. And the FIFA World Rankings. Okay, think about to their last World Cup, 2018, fourth place. Got a runner-up, got to the semifinals, came up short. Is it coming home again this year? I don't know. It hasn't been home since 1966. You look at their last World Cup, like I said, semifinals, fourth place. This is their 16th appearance in a FIFA World Cup. Their best World Cup was 1966. They were the winners. They have not won. Yeah. The home of football. Maybe maybe you didn't know that about England, but guess what? They talk about it all the time. Like, it's coming home. What's coming home? You haven't won it. It has it, been a lot of different places since it's yes, last been home in 1966. Home. Germany, for example, could call it home. Uh, Brazil. France. France. Argentina. Yes, Argentina. Lots of places could call it home, but England says, no, it's coming home. We'll find out. Maybe this is their year. Yes, it will. So their qualifying position, they qualified out of UEFA. Okay, they played 10 matches in that, 26 points for them. Very good. They won their last two in their qualifying groups. Their last couple of matches before the World Cup in their run-up. They played two friendlies in the month of September. Germany, other favorites in this contest, was the last game they played before the World Cup. They drew that game 3-3. to Nations League, September 23rd, they lost to Italy 1-0, going all the way back to June, in which they last played as well. Hungary beat England. England were on a red card. That was a 4-0 victory, and then they drew Italy 0-0 in June as well. So a sketchy run-up for them uh, into the World Cup, but it's okay. They're England. They'll be full throat as we get there. Second team in this, Iran known as Team Melly. I don't know what that means. I had it on the Wikipedia sheet. I couldn't find it out. I think it just stands for the national team in Persian. I see. That's gotcha. what it means. All They're, right, Team Melly. All right. By the way, I didn't give you England's odds. They are oh, yeah. plus 750 to win the World Cup. 
All right. All right. So that, I believe that chalks them in as third or fourth favorites. Iran comes in again, 20th ranked team in the world. According to FIFA, 550 to one odds, long odds to win long the odds. world cup. Their last yep. world cup came in 2018. They just made it through the group stage. Uh, actually all their world cup appearances. They've been in six have all been group stage. Their qualifying position. They finished first in Asia, 10 matches played 25 points finished ahead of UAE and South Korea. Their last five in the run-ups to this, uh, Senegal, who was another World Cup team. They drew that in their last game before the World Cup on September 27th, 1-1. to They actually beat Uruguay on September 23rd, 1-0. Got beat by Algeria back in June, 2-1. to Third team in this group, U.S. Men's National Team, USA. Ever heard of them? They are called the Yanks or the Stars and Stripes. <laughs> I was, I'm doing still, Wikipedia readings for I every team. I still, can't, I still can't get over the fact that, yes, like the Yanks are coming and all that stuff, but I just, yanking is a fun term for me. The word yank Why? just, I don't know, rhymes with the, rhymes with the word our British fans might say, starts with a W, that also <laughs> makes me laugh. So yank and wank, I don't know. It just makes me laugh, but that's not what this is about. Anyway, back to you and the, why not, why not the Red Sox? Or the why do it have to be the Yankees? I don't, I don't like know. The, the, the world eaters. Why not just do that? Oh, yeah, that'd be uh, sure. Whatever. US, anyway, USA comes into this world ranking. According yeah. to FIFA, they are number 16. Their odds to win the World Cup is 120 to 1. Their last World Cup, whoops, surprise, missed that one, mm-hmm. uh, of course. So we have not seen the USA play oh. the World Cup for eight years. This is their 11th World Cup appearance. The best World Cup that they have had was the first World Cup that they played in was all the way back in 1930 where they got third. Yeah. So that's there fun were, fact for There you. were only three. Te- no, that's not true. There were not there only, were only teams. two teams. Yes. Uh, that uh, participated. But I will say uh, the U.S., if you're not aware, just a little bit on that history uh, was 1950s was the like they they made the World Cup and then they didn't make it again until the 90s. So that or maybe it was the 88 World Cup, I think. But anyway, they went. Yeah. 30 plus years of not making the World Cup. So that obviously there's a long history of the U.S. not making it. I uh, want to say the best finish we've ever had in a World Cup outside of the one you just mentioned, mm-hmm. 2002 World Cup, where yep. we made it to the quarterfinals. What a team that was 20 years ago. Please go look that team up. Go watch some of those games if you have not. It, the game against Germany? You can watch that game against Germany and just see how close the U.S. was to getting into the final four of the World Cup. They made it to the final eight. Anyway, that... That U.S. team was brilliant, to quote whoever was that said that on American Idol. <laughs> Paul Abdul. It was brilliant. Thank anyway. you. Thank you, Paul. A qualifying position for this U.S. men's national team in CONCACAF. 14 matches played, 25 points, finished third, right behind Mexico and Canada. So they avoided the play-in on that. Last few match days for the U.S., you probably mm-hmm. are aware of this. Saudi Arabia, nil-nil in your last friendly before that. And the game against Japan. You got your brains beat in 2-0. That was in September. Your last Nations League game that you played was against El Salvador. Both teams got red cards. You drew that one one to one. Now, again, we'll have a whole entire preview of the U.S. men's national team, and we'll get to their chances here coming up in a little bit. Your last team in this group, in Group B, Wales coming in. The Dragons. We all know the sweet Love dragon. That. They got Love in via the play-in as well. Love the so name. Fascinating for them. Their odds to win the World Cup clock in at one hundred and twenty to one. This is the second, only the second World Cup that the Wales that 
the Welsh will be participating in their best World Cup and their last World Cup are the same thing. And that happened all the way back in 1958. Now they had to go through a play and they were in the same group in UEFA as Belgium were eight matches played 15 points for Wales. They qualified five points behind Belgium in that one. Last five for Wales or excuse me, last few games for Wales coming in. They just got beat by Poland in September in Nations League. They got beat by Belgium 2-1. to one. Poland beat them 1-0 to nothing, and then get, got beat by Netherlands. All three of those other teams that they lost to in the run-up to their World Cup are in the World Cup as well. So a lot happening. Give me the schedule for these. I will. Uh, I will, and then I will tell you something unique about Wales uh, because this is the last World Cup you ever hear Wales appear in. Okay. More on that in a second. Uh, group B schedule. All kickoff times here are Eastern time. November 21st, that is Monday, England versus Iran. That is at Khalifa International Stadium. 8 a.m. start time for that one. November 21st, USA versus Wales. Ahmed Bin Ali Stadium. 2 p.m. kickoff time for that. November 25th, that is Black Friday if you're not familiar. England versus the USA. Mm. Kind of a big game. Al Bayat Stadium in Alcor. That is a 2 p.m. start time there. Also, November 25th, Wales versus Iran. I don't know why this is listed second. That was at 5 a.m. So Wales, Iran, 5 a.m., then England, USA, 2 p.m., both of those on Black Friday. So maybe get up, get in line for some shopping, then go watch Wales, Iran, then go back and shop more, then watch England and USA. Uh, November 29th, Wales versus England. That is at Ahmed bin Ali Stadium and Al Rayyan at 2 p.m., and November 29th, Iran versus the U.S. in Al Thumama Stadium. Al Khor is the location for that. 2 p.m. is that particular kickoff time. All these games, of course, are on Fox. All right. So, what I said about Wales, did you know this? There are talks for the Welsh national team to change the name of the country in soccer to Flavortown. Yes. Guy Fieri, famously <laughs> Welsh. Not. No, he's not. Famously from Columbus. So the Welsh name for Wales is, I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm going to spell it for you. C-Y-M-R-U. Smaru. Yeah, I'm sure it's said differently, but apparently they have said, we're not going to change it for the World Cup, but they said, this is actually what we call ourselves. So call yourselves that. Right. That would be like us going to the World Cup and it's like, Estado Unidos. And it's like, well, that... No. Yes, that's what Spanish-speaking countries yeah. call the U.S., but we call us the United States or America or whatever. So they're saying we want to be known as what we call ourselves, not what you call us. Good. So, do that. Cool. I like that. I hope they do it. Good for them. But I will have to learn how to pronounce it. I do not know how to say that word, but it's C-Y-M-R-U. Well, it doesn't matter because they're called whales in this one. Right. And if you've ever heard someone speak Welsh, you would understand why I don't know how to pronounce that because <laughs> it, the pronunciations have no attachment in my mind to how the spelling is. But of course, I don't speak the language. So that's why I don't know. All, All right. right. Let's get to some storylines of this group. And I will warn you. The storylines for this group do involve a country that currently has some turmoil, so we are going to have to talk about that briefly. If you were like, please, dear God, just talk soccer, we will. We do have to mention this part of it, though, because it ties back to the soccer. In Iran, there are currently protests going on. If you have not followed this story at all, I will give you the brief overview, and I am, please understand, glossing over a lot of other things that I'm not going to go into here, but give you the high point, uh, or low point, I guess is how we should look at it. Masa Amini, a woman who was arrested for not wearing a headscarf in Iran, according to the law, 
Uh, she died after being arrested in September for not wearing a headscarf. This led to massive protests, rightfully so. Women in Iran standing up for their rights. Good for the women in Iran. We stand with the women in Iran on that. Um, however, this has led to calls for there to be some kind of punishment for Iran in this World Cup. Mm -hmm. That has led to, like in England and in the U.S., there have been people saying, we need to protest this. Yeah. There needs to be some statement made about the fact that you're playing a game against Iran where this is this is obviously a very different way in a very backwards legal system that it sounds like allows for someone to be killed over a headscarf not being worn. But in either case, that that has led to England having some turmoil on, well, we're going to protest. For example, Harry Kane's going to wear LGBTQ rainbow colors on his captain's armband for yeah. England to support that because in Qatar, that is against the law. He's going to stand up and the team is going to stand up to support LGBTQ people and rightfully so. So the question has been, well, can you do something to protest this game in Iran? Right. And Gareth Southgate said, ah, it's complicated. It's hard to be political. You know, so so that's becoming a thing. Just mm -hmm. to be aware that that is something that that is weighing on this tournament. And I will say part of the reason I bring this up is because of what this means for the Iranian players. I think it's easy sometimes for us to look at these countries and all go, well, everybody there feels the same way. And obviously, if you live in the right. United States, I don't know. You may not like the current president. You may have not liked the past president. The point is, it would all be unfair. All of us get along <laughs> so well. To say that everyone agrees with whoever's in leadership mm -hmm. at any given time. So I wanted to highlight this quote from Sardar, uh, uh, Sad sorry, I'm getting his name wrong. Sardar Azmoun, who is one of their best players for uh, Iran. It is there. There are him and Mehdi Tarimi are their yeah. two forwards who you have to watch. They are extremely talented. Yeah, they'll do some damage. So they beat, like you said, Uruguay, yeah. one to nothing, mm -hmm. which opened up a lot of eyeballs, especially for people who are like, well, who is this team? Yeah, the U.S. is going to have an easy win over Iran. Are no. they? It's going to be tough. They're ranked 20th right? in the world, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, all these teams are really and good. And put whatever salt you want into into the actual, actual FIFA World rankings, whatever, but they're there. They're they are there. there, and this is one of the most closely ranked together groups in the World Cup. But uh, Sardar Azmoun, after they beat Uruguay one to nothing, said, I know I risk being sent home, but I cannot bear it anymore. You will never be able to erase this from your conscience. Shame on you. You kill easily. Long live Iranian women. He said this to his government yeah. while representing Iran on the on the world stage, international stage. I kind of get show bumps just reading that quote because I cannot imagine the pressure those guys are under. Now, the U.S., we obviously want to win this tournament. We want to win this group. We want to get out of this group, all that stuff. What I am giving you is the context of what Iran's players are dealing with. They, I'm sure, do not all support their government and everything going on there. Wales is a is a a team that had to fight and claw to get here. They had to play in a qualification, playoff qualification. They are tough as nails. That team is going to be a very go difficult out. Scotland and Ukraine. To, right to do yes. that, like not also not too easy oh. outs. Also, there have been calls for Iran to be kicked out of the tournament because their government may have supported Russia in the Ukrainian conflict. Another thing, yikes! Like bad all around. Point being, so Iran has been asked to be out of the tournament. Their players are standing up against their government. It's that's pressure there. Wales, tons of pressure. Battle tested team. England, we know how quality and good they are. 
And then comes your boys, <laughs> the plucky U.S. national team. Who haven't been in a World Cup game in eight years. Right. What I'm trying to get to is this group is immensely difficult. Yeah. And I'm not making, this is not make excuses for the U.S. time. I am telling you this is going Iran to be Iran is 20th and are the lowest ranked team in this yeah. group in the world. In the FIFA rankings, U.S. is 16, Wales is 19, Iran is 20. Pretty much put a blanket over the three of them and say any one of those three teams could be the other team out of this one. It is anticipated that England will get out. They are, as you said, one of the favorites in the tournament to win yeah. the whole thing. Yes. It would be shocking if they did not make it out of there. They have Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling. They've got the guy. Jordan you know, Pickford. You know the they, they've got studs everywhere, right? Like yeah. guys that they're every like, and Harry Maguire. Yes, like Be- great guy, <laughs> Harry Maguire. Your favorite. Mm-hmm. He's so good. I love him. Yeah, but but the point being, every defender that you're going to hear the name of, or every forward you're going to hear the name of, every player that you're hearing the name of in England, they're pretty much guys that if you watch the Premier League, you know. you're like, I know who all these guys are, right? If you go watch Wales, you know some of their players mm-hmm. too. They have a lot of players in the Premier League too. Iran, you may not know all these guys as household names, but they are tough and they are talented and they are very, very good and well coached. So the U.S. has its work cut out for it. Yes, um, they do. If you're looking at this from a perspective of how sports books look at the exiting of the groups. Now, England is your favorite to qualify from the group. They are minus 1100 to do so. It means if you put $1,100 down, you get $100 in return if they advance to the round of 16. So basically, they're chalking them up to, okay, no big deal. England are going to move through. The U.S. is minus 105. Wales at plus 105. And then you have Iran at plus 300, which is 3-1 to one odds. Your group winners, the odds for that. England at minus 250. The U.S. and Wales both share plus 550 to win the group, which is basically 5.5 to 1. And then Iran clocks in uh, at last at 19 to 1 to win the group. Now, I know we're all talking about England and should be cup favorites, and they're coming off a great run four years ago and a fantastic Euro performance. If you look at their recent form, though, they have not been very good. It would not be surprised. Like, I know the England-USA game is going to be the one that gets all the headlines, and as it should. If England stumble in their first game, like you imagine the pressure that's on them as a country. And you talked about the pressure of being Welsh and the pressure of being Iranian. Of course, the pressure of playing for the U S team and not making the cup last time you falter as an English player early on in this cup. Like, I don't know if that's if that team is mentally strong enough to rebound. So I, this group, it, I feel like it can, it's, it might get downright nasty. Well, and you know what, to your point, Iran could come out and shock England. That's not off the table. Iran could absolutely do that. And then what happens if the USA, let's say, draws with Wales mm-hmm. or even beats them? Again, not impossible. You cannot get behind the eight ball. It is so I'm imperative saying, to not to get behind point, the eight ball in this in this group. We're looking at this as U.S. fans and saying, well, the U.S., though, boy, it's going to be tough to get out, right? But you're right. If England slips up one time, that pressure then goes on them in that second game with the U.S. where then all of a sudden it's like, we're not going to lose to the U.S. There's no way. <laughs> But then you remember the last time they played in a World Cup. Yeah. There was the sneaky little leaky goal that Robert stuck through. Green game. Yeah. And it, and it that's if you haven't seen that go look it up. The old US tied 1-1. Mm. But it was a goal that probably shouldn't have been scored, but it it got through and that's how this can go. If they were to go like lose to Iran, tie with the US. Oh, it's disaster. It's right. I mean I'm that is imminently possible though. I'm not saying it's likely. It I'm is, saying it's, it's also possible that Wales and Iran both get through to the yeah, knockout rounds. Yeah, like this group is I don't think it's group of death, but man, it's tough. Yeah, it's so good. this is going to be very interesting. I am trying to look at it just as a World Cup fan, not as a US soccer fan. 
this would be the one of the groups I would have my eye on for every single game. Sit they're back all and watch so chaos. Good. Right. But as a U.S. fan, nervous poo. <laughs> all right. Now, forget everything I just said there. Pretend we weren't talking about any of that. Let me just separately move over to a whole other thing that's totally unrelated to that. We like to go to Zaftig Italian Village to watch our soccer games. Yes. There will be lots of soccer on this year, whenever it is, wherever <laughs> it is. They'll have it on at Zaftig Italian Village. They also have, again, totally unrelated to anything we just talked about, mm-hmm. a thing called the USA IPA. Our faces are on this beer. If Podcast you get a logos it, on it. Podcast logos on it. The official beer of Bone and Beam United. This is great. So our thanks to them for being partners with that. We will be there to watch any soccer games we can find. I don't know when these games will be on or where they'll be on, but hey, Zaftig Italian Village. <laughs> We'll have soccer on whenever it's on. Now, forget what I just said there. This concludes our World Cup preview <laughs> of Group B. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next time for the next preview. And, of course, don't forget our full U.S. and World Cup previews will be online in the days before the World Cup, just a few days away. So thanks for listening. Until next time, thanks for listening to Bonabeam United.